Welcome to the Divorce Survival Guide podcast, where we have open and honest conversations about co-parenting, separation, divorce, and the hardest question of all, should you stay or should you go? I'm Kate Anthony, your Divorce Survival Guide, and I'm here to help you navigate some of the roughest waters you've ever swum in and answer some of your toughest questions. I've been to hell and back, and now it's my mission in life to help you get to the other side of this process with your sanity and your heart intact. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. How's everyone doing? I am a huge fan of co-parenting apps, and um, I will talk about this a lot in my Facebook group and with my clients because sometimes we just need uh, that sort of third-party element of our for communication. Um, sometimes we really need to be able to download things. We need a God, we need a place to just store shit, right? And I'm a huge fan of co-parenting apps just for organization and communication and making sure there's calendars and all of that. But y'all, there is a new app in town and I can, and I'm so excited to have the creator of this app on today because this one is specifically for high conflict uh, situations. My guest today is Bianca Ballo, and she is the mother of two sons, ages four and six, and she's the creator of The Peaceful Parent Messenger, which is an app and co-parent communication tool good for all co-parents, but especially those in high conflict situations. Bianca was, as as is the case for so many of us, inspired by her difficult co-parenting journey, and she decided to create something positive from her struggle. Peaceful Parent Messenger focuses on helping co-parents set boundaries for healthier communication. That's right. It helps you set boundaries. My recommendation is that you get onto the website called PeacefulParentApp.com and watch the video that it will give you a little tour. But <laughs> this, these are the things that I love about it. So you can limit the length of text messages so they're concise and to the point. That means you can limit the length of the text messages you receive. <laughs> you can you can set a cap on that. You know when you're typing something and it's like, oh, too many characters. Yeah, it's like that. You can set the number of messages that you'd like to receive each day. So if you are in a co-parenting relationship with someone who is bombarding you with messages, you can set it so that they can only message you three times. You can determine the time of day that you want to receive messages. So if you're like, I after six o'clock, I am not doing this, you can set that block for yourself. You can choose pre-written messages. So like they can literally only respond, I will pick Timmy up at four or whatever you say. So you can flag abusive messages. There is so much phenomenal stuff um, in this. And it's tamper-proof and unalterable. It's really useful in legal situations. Um, I, I, I just can't say enough about how cool this is for high-conflict cases. But rather than me going on and on about it, I'm going to let Bianca tell you all about the 
peaceful co-parent messenger app that she created. So here she is. Bianca, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us about this amazing, amazing new app that you've created. Thank you so much for having me. So, all right, tell us a little bit about this. There are lots of co-parenting apps out there. Well, there aren't lots, there are a few. (laughs) And when I first got your email about it, I was like, okay, another co-parenting app, whatever. And I still went onto your website and started looking at it and I was like, oh my God, this is a game changer. Immediately, I was like, oh yes, my audience needs to hear about this. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the app, what it does, why you started it? (laughs) You're not a Silicon Valley entrepreneur. You are, you're a nurse, right? I'm a nurse and I'm a mom. Um, I, I do have like a video production background. So I, the tech part of it was really interesting to me when, when I started like looking into how to create an app. But just to tell you a little bit about the app, it is a messaging tool for co-parents. But the, the thing about it that's different is that it allows co-parents to set boundaries around the communication with the other co-parent. So that's what sets it apart, which for me, it really was born from necessity because I was using a co-parenting app as a messaging tool, you know, and I'm in, still in, unfortunately, really kind of a high conflict co-parenting relationship with my co-parent. And this the app I was using was really just allowing a lot of nastiness to come through a lot. So it was really impacting my life. It was impacting my ability to be a great mom, the kind of mom I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And I really thought there needs to be something else out there. So what I did was I complained to the app company that I was using. I like wrote their customer service. I was like, hey, this is happening. I feel like I'm getting harassed. What can you do to help me? And they they responded and they said, nothing. We can't do anything. You know, and I do get it. Like you can't really make somebody be a certain way. But I was like, there has to be a better way. And that's how the idea was born was like, we need to give people the ability to control what's entering their phone and on a daily basis. Yeah. And it's really interesting. You know, I have a a lot of women who come to me and talk to me about this and I'll, and I'll say there are lots of options out there. Like I was like, well, you, you know, you can up, up until your app, right. I would say, well, you can put them on do not disturb so that you so that you don't get bombarded by the messages and that when you're in a quiet peaceful place and you're able to receive them then you can sit down and you can read them same thing with other co-parenting apps right like take the time when you feel like you can receive whatever is going to come at you mm-hmm. But then right. you're like, you're in this like calm, peaceful place. You've got your tea and your candles and you're like, okay, I can do this. And then you get hit with all of this horrific uh, stuff. And and you're right. You know, there's very little that other co-parenting apps can really do about it. Like there are ones that will sort of, you can sign up for the tone monitor that will say like, hey, perhaps you want to adjust this language, <laughs> right? Yes, Right. But that's on the sender to comply with. And what you've done is you've actually given the quote victim here, right? Power. Right. Right. The power back. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it is true. It's like you're laying there, it's nine o'clock at night, you're dozing off to sleep, and then bingo, you get a message that sends you reeling, and then you're, you know, having trouble sleeping. And it really shouldn't be that way. That, So that's why one of the features in the app is the ability to set 
a time frame of when you want to receive messages. It can be as long or as short as you want it to be. Mm -hmm. Some other features in the app are limited number of messages per day. So if you only wanted three messages or one message a day, you could set those parameters. You can also set a waiting period between messages. So you're not getting slammed back to back to back messages. But really, the person needs to wait 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever you set so that they can take a breath and really think about what they want to say before they send that next message. So the I love the waiting period because it can really diffuse a heated exchange and make everybody kind of just slow down a little bit. Right, right. And then so when you have the that set, right? Does the person who's sending the message get a notification like, sorry, you can't send a message now? Or does it go through and then like the app waits to send it to you? No, right. That's a good question. And they get an alert that they are not able to send a message in, in, until another 20 minutes or whatever, if it was a waiting period. Or I'm sorry, you've reached your lim your maximum messages for the day. You can send another message tomorrow. And what's also helpful, I think, is anytime, let's say you and I were chatting, right? Anytime I changed your communication settings, you were my co-parent, then you would get an alert that you've now been limited to five messages a day so that you can really utilize those messages and not waste any words, right? Like on the nastiness, like for instance, you can also set like limited characters in a message so you don't get those. Right, like, so they're not like, it's like, okay, I can only send one message per day. So I'm gonna make it like epic, but <laughs> but no, right? You can, you've actually controlled that. <laughs> So yeah, I, mean, I like felt. I feel like I've thought of everything because of my experience with my co-parent. Like I was like, if, if I could create the ideal app, it would have all these things, and that's what I've put into this app. Is because I've been on the receiving end, and there's no better person to create an app like this than somebody who feels like they have been harassed and really sent a lot of belittling messages that, that were just super unproductive and not not healthy healthy for my my co-parenting relationship moving forward. And so I really do think that less is more sometimes when you need it so that you can be better co-parents. Yeah. No, I mean, look, less is, is always more, I mean, usually <laughs> in contentious and this sort of, I mean, I, I love it. It really works well. And I think that you are approvability approved, right? That, <laughs> that this really sort of forces the Biff method of communication, right? Right. Um, Brief, informative, friendly, and firm. I mean, I guess you don't have to be friendly so much because like, but it does have, to have be, a bad but... words filter. So, mm -hmm. right. so, that, so yeah. the bad words can't come through. So that's kind of nice too. But yeah, so it does, it forces you to be brief. So you use those characters or messages that you have been allotted for the day wisely. Right. Just get to the point. Just talk about the kids. Right. Exactly. Exactly. If you're, if you're limited. And I love what you said when we started this conversation is that it's really about setting your, you are setting boundaries and you're setting, setting boundaries. boundaries that are protecting yourself. It's not a punishment to the other parent. It's protecting yourself from an onslaught that can be can, yeah, so dangerous. It can be, I think protecting yourself. I do, I do think can be helpful in the relationship mm -hmm. and it's, it's not just about taking what your co-parent is giving out, but it's really telling your co-parent what what it what you consider to be healthy communication and what you, it's acceptable to you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. 
and it stops it it just takes the heat out of everything right and if the heat is taken down in the short term hopefully in the long term it will just start to dissipate right yeah i mean i, I do think that co-parenting and i know that you know you co-parent also and you mm-hmm. probably know that that it ebbs and flows like sometimes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. things are great <laughs> yep. and other times something can set it off where it's maybe not so great right now and you're going through kind of just the ups and downs of co-parenting and the, the app really helps you flex through those times where if you wanted to open it up just to like with no restrictions it's just basically a messaging app where you see the time that the message was sent you see the time when the message was seen so you have that great documentation of the communication it could be super open where you don't limit the length of the message and they have unlimited messages a day or it can be restricted Mm -hmm. down to one of the other features the app has is canned messages so that just takes it like my favorite (laughs) to the ultimate step of kind of restriction but really still keeping those lines of communication open about the children so talk to me about the canned responses what are those what do those look like what what are the canned responses so they're just pre-written messages that commonly come up between co-parents, you know, and it's as simple as I'm running five minutes late where you can adjust the time, like it could be five, 10, 15, you can adjust that part, but the rest of the message stays the same to everything from, I'd like to exchange a date, the date can be changed with the child's name for this other date so that you can still get business done on a co-parenting level, but completely restrict in, restrict any free text messages mm-hmm. and that's really for the extreme case where yep. the limited messages and the waiting period and i mean the limited characters all of that just really wasn't effective at curbing the abuse and the harassment sometimes you got to go to the canned messages where yeah. you, you still can communicate and kate really this came from i'm sitting on the couch in tears thinking about my situation and really being berated again by another message from my co-parent thinking of a restraining order and i was like i'm really considering this and this is so sad and i i need to get some control back in my life it felt completely out of control and chaotic just like this person just would not hear me when i would pretty much beg for him to stop with these unproductive nasty messages So I was like, okay, do I need to get a restraining order? And how would I do that? And what would that do to my family and my children? I was like, that Mm -hmm. I don't think is the answer. Like, that's going to make it even worse. And I was like, this may be the better solution is that you keep the lines of communication open, but start limiting it so that you can be a happier person and a happier mom. Yeah, it's really, it's really what it does is it keeps the transactional relationship alive while curbing anything else, right? Because if you were to get like a digital restraining order, then he wouldn't be able to contact you at all. And like, well, how are you going to co-parent? You can't even parallel parent with that person. You could do it through a co-parenting with, you know, through the other co-parenting apps, but they really don't have this level of, of, of restriction and boundaries. And I think this this enables the transactional relationship to continue so that you can, oh shit, 
Jimmy left his soccer cleats at your house. Can you drop them off or leave them on the porch and I'll pick them up, right? Or whatever, or I need to exchange this day for this day. You know, if they have the right of first refusal, you need to be able to to communicate that to them. But other than that, you don't have, right? Like you can do all that transactional stuff. And other than that, be completely emotionally free. Absolutely. Like when I looked at the market, I really felt like what was available was all or nothing. It was mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. it was like either I just, the floodgates are open and I'm on the receiving end or I get a restraining order and it's totally closed. And like either one of those options was, was not a good option for me. And I just thought, you know what? There's got to be other co-parents out there that are dealing with the same thing that I'm dealing with. And, and that's why I thought I'm going to create this app, not only for myself, but for other co-parents out there, male, female, whoever, who needs something like this to help them just communicate better and in a healthier way. And it really does kind of train you. I have to say, like using the limited characters, mm-hmm. you you start to, you actually start see you see the little like number starting to like decrease, right? Like you're losing your characters. You better get pretty precise, you know, and start. It's actually 50 characters. So 50 characters goes that's, pretty quickly. That's like just over a tweet, right? <laughs> yeah, that's like barely a tweet. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like Twitter for co-parents. You could kind of think of it that way. But right. So you do, you kind of like, you're like, okay, better start just really, really getting to the point. And then you start learning how to communicate that way, mm-hmm. like just getting to the point. And then when you open it back up again, because you don't, you're never going, you're not going to stay in that place forever where you have to limit the characters on your co-parent because things like we said ebb and flow you Mm -hmm. open it back up and then it's like literally you've you've kind of trained each other and taught each other just how to get to the point Mm -hmm. just let's Mm -hmm. just talk about the the kids right all that other stuff can either be dealt with on an individual level been doing this for 20 years and blah blah but like not really relevant so not relevant so not relevant so not relevant and that's kind of where my co-parent and i were was just kind of whatever hanging on to past hurts or perceived mm-hmm. wrongdoings, mm-hmm. you know and like and all that stuff was just coming out of the woodwork it was like not helpful not so helpful. not helpful right exactly exactly so what do you see as like one of the sort of the biggest difficulties that face co-parents in a in a high conflict situation like this i mean it's is it communication Definitely communication (laughs) is one of the big challenges because I do Mm -hmm. think can be super overt, right? Where somebody is attacking you like very clearly, or it's like these subtle jabs that like enter into your messages where you just like, whether they're, I don't know, subtly telling you that you're a bad mom, like, like that I feel like happens all the time or the sarcasm, you know, my, my co-parent would always like at the end of the message, he'd always say, sigh at the end of the messages, you know, like, like in, in, like, as if he was sighing, I was like, you know, that that kind of stuff. It's just like, I I don't need to hear the little sarcasm and the things like that. And and that's why I think just leave it out. You know, so yeah, communication is tough. I do think like dealing with your own shit, that's hard. (laughs) Like dealing with your own, go to a therapist. Like I remember saying over and over again, like, I get that maybe you're mad or you're angry, like, and, and I'm, you know, I'm sorry for that, but this is something you can work on with your therapist. Like, I don't need to be hearing this day in and day out. Like, so I do think like the individual work can be difficult 
initially when you've just gotten a divorce it's so raw you know it and you is. that therapy is huge to just get over all this like work through that stuff so that you can be a better co-parent mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so. it's it it's so true i mean that's you know <laughs> you know that i advocate for that nonstop because i mean look you can't control whether they're going to change or what they're they're going to do. You can't control their behavior. You can't control anything. What you can control is how much work you put in to heal those wounds in yourself and set really healthy boundaries for yourself, such as <laughs> using a co-parenting app, right? Because I mean, in a sense, you can control it by by using uh, your app, but you still can't you can't control you can't control what work they're doing. So you've got to do your own work. I yes. wish, oh my God, do I wish that everyone would be doing the work and also doing it honestly, right? Because I think there's so many people that do it for show. It's performative, you know, right? right. Especially with narcissists, I think that's just kind of that's just kind of how it goes, right? Do it for show, or like they show up to th therapy and they're not like with an open heart to like really look at themselves versus just like talking and bashing their co-parent like, venting on them but like yeah. really going there to like work on yourself right you know right like actually show up with some intent mm -hmm. to uncover your your own shit totally yeah totally. yeah it, you can't control what other people do and that was the frustration mm -hmm. i find myself saying that word a lot where i'm like i'm so frustrated i just want it to be different you know and i do think that yeah, you can't control other people, but this app does help you control what's coming in on your end. And it's, yeah. it is more of a, a sense of control, a sense of like setting boundaries in a healthy way that help you move forward better. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you recommend that people get their co-parent to actually use this app, right? Because... Mm -hmm. Presumably, the person who is initiating the use of your app is the person who needs the boundary. And as we know, anyone, every time you set a boundary with someone, they tend to resist it because they don't want to. <laughs> they, they're, they're enjoying what's happening, right? It's working for them. So how do you suggest that people make the other person use it? So yeah, um, what you can do, I think, is start early. I, I do think that in the beginning, when you're when you're first negotiating your divorce and your separation, I think if if you can hit it early and get them to agree to use a co-parenting app like this, that could potentially down the road help you set those boundaries. That would be good because I I do think maybe in the beginning people might be a little bit more agreeable. I'm not sure, mm -hmm. but. Mm -hmm when you're on somewhat good terms, try to get them to use the app because like we said, it ebbs and flows. Right. And when it flows, right, if that's when you're when you're needing it and it's maybe you're needing more boundaries, you have them at the ready. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the other thing too is you, you know, you might have to have it in the negotiation during your mediation that you would use a co-parenting app like this just to anticipate the potential need for it. And sometimes you do need to go to court. Like I did actually have to go to court to <laughs> curb those nasty messages that I mentioned. Mm -hmm. And we did get the judge to 
to talk to us about what was appropriate communication. And mm -hmm. so he, he, he got a scolding mm -hmm. and that seemed to help. Um, at the time, I wish I had the app up and running because I would have mm -hmm. been like, can we please, can you just go ahead and order us to use this app? Because they'll do that. You know, the judges yeah. will say, whatever's going to help, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. go ahead and use that. Yeah. So sometimes you have to take it to that level. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think an often with high conflict cases, you have to bring it to that level. Are you doing a lot of outreach with judges? Do judges know? I mean, I know like there are 6,400, <laughs> like how many <laughs> yeah. billions of judges there are in the US, but is this part of your outreach and getting in sort of launching the app? How long has it been up, first of all? We launched November of last year. Okay, so it's still so, pretty new. Yeah, it's, it's still pretty new. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, that's so getting in with the courts and just letting them know that it, it does exist. Mm -hmm. And that it is a really good fit for those high conflict cases is definitely on my radar. And it's something I'm actively working on. So good. And can mm -hmm. you download message history for the courts? Can you print them out? Is that is that part of the technology? Yeah, you can generate a report. Mm -hmm. And what I like about the reports is that you can have a specific date range. So you don't have to do the entire communication of the three years that you've ever been using the God. app. And then, <laughs> yeah. I, oh my gosh, I remember going through pages and pages of like my own communication and having to reread them was just so terrible. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I like this mm -hmm. about the app is that you can set the date range, just have it be the most relevant, which is typically the, the most recent communication. And then the other feature I love about the app is that you can actually flag messages as either offensive or important. And Ooh. so it'll, when you generate the report, it'll actually highlight that message in a, in a different color. Each, the, each one is a different color. So flagged important or flagged offensive hmm. are different colors. So so when you print out the report, it's already highlighted for you so that you don't have to go back and reread <gasps> every message. It's already done. Love and that. I know someone who recently <laughs> downloaded, using a different parenting app, they downloaded a report, but they only downloaded their own communications. And so there was like this gap. It, like, it made it look like the other person wasn't responding when they had been responding the entire time. Oh, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are, are yours like you can't edit them, right? You can select no, no, no. a date range, but like. Totally. You can't, you can't edit them. In fact, you can't delete any messages. Like once it's sent, it's done. Like it's okay. unalterable, tamper proof. So good. Report. So good. So you're like, you, you had a video production background, but you're, but you're a nurse and a mom. And then you decided like to build an app. What was that like? It's been really fun, actually, because I just like love every aspect of the building an app from like the screenshots and the, the video preview, like the app preview and the app store and keywords and stuff, mm -hmm. all the way to like the back end, just like how the app functions and how it works. And it's been a huge learning experience for me. And it's 
it's been about, let's see, August will be two years that I've been working on it. And so <laughs> it's totally my baby and I absolutely love it. I'm the one answering all the customer service emails and just like loving talking to people mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. meeting people that are using the app so that I can hear like how to make it better and what mm -hmm. do they want to see different and how's it working for you? So it's definitely still progressing because it's in its infancy, but but I love just every aspect about building an app and promoting it and yeah. talking to people like you about it. I just can't stop talking about it because I just love it so much. I think it's great. I really do. I mean, I and I can imagine we all go through sort of when we get divorced, we all go through various forms of a rebirth, right? And uh, finding ourselves and stretching beyond what we really ever thought we were capable of, of doing or being, right? I mean, that's just sort of part of the process. And I can imagine for you, building an app was it, sort of part of that, right? Like, That's such a good observation, Kate, because it really was, I had so much frustration over being bombarded by these messages and feeling really helpless. Like I reached, you know, I told you, I reached out to the app company. I was reaching out to the courts. I just felt like, there was nobody helping me. And mm -hmm. I felt really angry about that. Yeah. <laughs> so I took all of that emotion, all of that energy, and I put it into this app to create something that would help me and other people. So it really was therapeutic. Yeah. And, and it continues to be that for me. Yeah, I think that's great. I, I, I can tell you, I did the same thing <laughs> <laughs> for the same reasons. And here I am 10 11 years later, and it really does give you a sense of satisfaction. And it does move beyond that one relationship, right? Like you sort of start this, it's born out of necessity, and then it grows to be beyond yourself and your own necessity. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're all, well, not we're all in pain, but for myself, I was in pain. And I think mm -hmm. beautiful things can be born from from that experience and um, you can turn something that seemingly is something really negative into something beautiful and positive and that's what i feel like has happened here mm -hmm. for sure for sure so okay so the app currently is only available on the app store for iphones right it's not it's coming on android when is that happening at the end of the summer Okay. So oh, I would soon. say like in a couple months. Great. Great. Yeah, and I'm super excited about that because I've had a lot of people asking for Android, which makes me thrilled that they're waiting for it. And I'm like, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and it's, the app is free, but then you have to upgrade if you, so what are the various price points? Are there different price points or what's, how does that work? Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up because that, I think sometimes when these apps are cost, no matter if whatever, you have to pay something in order to use it. That's a, such a barrier, I think, for the for the co-parent, let's say, who doesn't want to use it. And then they can use that as an excuse not to use it. So that's uh -huh. really why I was like, we ha you have to be able to use it for free. So yes, you, you can download it for free. You can use it for free. But that is the unrestricted unrestricted option where can't set those boundaries and limitations. If you want to do that, then you would go ahead and upgrade. So there, you could just do it for a month and give it a try, or there is an, like a yearly price for a, like a discount. Okay. Yeah. And you know what? I just want to say that I, I think we all have this weird psychological barrier about 
apps and like how much they cost, right? And I think it's it's actually really funny because sometimes I I look at it and I'm like 2.99 that's crazy or like 3.99 that's ridiculous and then I'm like oh my god <laughs> like a bag of chips are you serious like- right but for some reason because I think in the beginning all apps were free right like we've yeah. our brains were just conditioned to decide you know decide that apps should be free right and of course look you have put in a ton of money and labor. And you should actually, by the way, as a woman, female entrepreneur, you should be making money off of this. <laughs> you should be making all of the money off of this. So if just, I just wanted to sort of put that out there because I think it's so important that people, we sort of, I think it's important that we shift our perspective about paying for apps. <laughs> like, I, I think and like, that's hilarious. Yeah. You know, even if it's like five nine nine or nine nine nine, it's like, Really? Like, is it, is that like, are you really going <laughs> to? Is that really going to stop you? I remember when I was thinking about the pricing for the app too, I was like, I myself was the person that I was thinking of. I'm like, what, <laughs> what do I want in this app? And really, how much would I pay for it? I mean, I would have paid four times the amount of the monthly price. It's $8.99 per month is, is $8.99, right? $9 a month for peace of mind. For peace of mind. Yeah. And the ability, I would have paid at the time of like the height of what I was going through, I would have paid way more than that just to, to get some control back. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, what about if your other, if your co-parent is like, screw you, I'm not paying. Yeah. And that's okay. They can still use it. They would just be on the free version and they wouldn't be able to limit you. So they all. wouldn't. So, <laughs> so actually this is <laughs> great, right? <laughs> so the one who's resistant, you can be like, okay, but you can still use the app, but you don't get to limit me. I still get to limit you, motherfucker. Correct. Correct. <laughs> right? Exactly. That's <laughs> genius. So, okay, you don't have to pay for it. That's fine. That's but right. I will no. pay for it for my own peace of mind and my own boundaries. That's and right. You don't want That's boundaries. Works. Totally fine with me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Genius. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, that's genius, right? Like, I love it. So you can still communicate. You don't both have to have the same level. Exactly. You don't have to say I have the same level. Mm-hmm. But the one the one price gets you kind of entree into all the the features that I had mentioned. Mm-hmm, with the- mm-hmm. Right, right. Which mm-hmm. is great. Which like, as the as the victim quote, you know, the victim of the of the abuse, like I'm willing to pay for that. Mm-hmm. But if the abuse is the not- motive willing to pay for it like that's fine <laughs> totally exactly fine, right? you're the motivated party like sometimes it is both people are kind of at each other and maybe sending unproductive messages mm-hmm. sometimes it is just the one side mm-hmm. that really mm-hmm. needs maybe a little bit more help um right seeing the light of peace you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i will say yes i think that when you are in a high conflict situation and you are the one who is like trying to like curb the conflict, we often do the exact same thing. We go overboard in trying to explain and rationalize and don't you understand? And if you could just see it, this is just for the kids and like, we're, and none of that works, right? Cause that's not what they're interested in. And so I think similarly, we, which is why the Biff method is so brilliant, and for anybody who is unfamiliar, I, 
I did a podcast with Bill Eddy, who <laughs> wrote the book Biff for Co-Parents. And as, as Bianca said earlier, it is brief, informative, friendly, and firm. And by friendly, we don't mean like, hey, honey, we mean take all the heat out of it, right? Or exactly. hope you're having a good day. Like just hope this finds you well. Right, right. So yeah, I think sometimes we both need, right? Both sides really do need to contain that communication and stop trying to over-explain or send these long missives, right? Because they don't go anywhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I always talk to, my, or I always say to myself, give your give yourself a waiting period, Bianca, you know, like you uh -huh. don't really have one, but give one to yourself as a gift. Like when you sit down, like you've just gotten some message that's sent you over the edge and you sit down at your computer and you start furiously typing a response and then like stop and breathe, like literally step stop. away from the literally computer. <laughs> literally <laughs> stop. Step away from the computer and give yourself a waiting period of uh, sometimes I'll be like 24 hours, like literally do not even attempt to respond. Then then go ahead, come back to it. And oh my gosh, I can't tell you how many times the message looks so different when you've had a chance to just totally. breathe and step away. Mm -hmm. So right. Like definitely on both ends. Sent an email and then read it later and been like, oh, fuck. Know, right? right? That's what totally. we're helping to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> totally. It was funny because I was talking to some one user who was like, you mean you can't set a waiting period for yourself? And I was like, maybe I should add that as a feature where you can actually force yourself to like have a waiting period. No, but right now it's just on the other co-parent where right. you have to set a waiting period on them. I think that would be a great, a great feature. You know, like <laughs> if you know that you need to have the reins put on you before mm -hmm. you, or like talk this through with your coach or get some, get some advice before you <laughs> respond, right? That would be a nice feature. Yeah. So what other features are in the works? Like, I know you have, like you said, you're getting feedback from people and you're mm -hmm. hearing stuff. So what, so what's in the works? One that I really like is a reminder message mm -hmm. when let's say you've asked your co-parent a question and you get no response. Oh. And it's just hanging out there and it's like, hello, you know, are you going right. to respond? What ha what'll happen is it'll it'll get triggered by the question mark. Oh. And then uh -huh. there'll be sent a reminder message a couple of days later, would you like to respond to this question that that you never responded to as kind That's of a great. reminder. And so it's not from you, it's from the app. It's from the app. Yeah. So it's Isn't not you nice? being like, hey, right? So they're not feeling badgered or pushed or whatever or nagged. Right. It appears yeah. that you didn't respond to this message. Would you like to respond now? Mm -hmm. Kind, of, mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Another feature that is actually already in the app that I like is the tip of the week. And it's basically a resources section mm -hmm. of the app, which gives co-parents additional resources like like the Biff book that you mentioned for co-parents is listed in there and yeah. the High Conflict Institute right. and just the tip of the week, which just helps to kind of set the intention for the week and get you thinking about just good co-parenting skills, you know, not bad mouthing your co-parent or keeping it brief and just kind of these little reminders that hopefully are helpful to you to set the stage. I love that. I think so many people could use that just like, whew. Right. You know, one of the things that I always hear from, from my clients is that like, most of them have never done this before. They've never been through something like this before. And that's why a lot of people, a lot of my clients hire me. Cause they're like, this is like, th this is what 
is my profession, right? Not only have I been through it, but I've, this is also what I do for a living. This is my profession. And I think that it, it really is. You're learning so quickly. You know, you have to learn the laws in your state. You need to learn the laws in your county half the time. You need to learn this entire new world that you've never probably been a part of before. And so tips like that, I think are just, I think it's great. It's all helpful, right? Because mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I'm like a sponge just right now. And I know other co-parents who are going through some something similar, also wanting to learn everything they can about healthy communication and how to do it better. Because, you know, in the end, we all want to be happy, but also mm -hmm. for our children so that we can be good guides and be good examples. So I'm all about that learning process. So that's why that section is in there mm -hmm. to just mm -hmm. give parents another way to get more information. That's so great. So what are, are do you have pl other plans beyond the app for this whole sort of realm? Well, I'm thinking about a co-parent connection app mm. just to connect co-parents, right? So like, again, it's not just about learning the information, but also connecting with other people who have been through it, who can offer that support and sometimes advice and guidance. Mm -hmm. And so I would love to create an app where you can meet other co-parents in your area and whether it get together for coffee, I don't know, these days it might have to be a virtual coffee, but really just to there. meet other people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And just connect and relate to them. I would love to create another mm -hmm. app. Like this is just the first one I feel like. And I, and I just love it so much that I'm looking for other opportunities to create other apps. It'd be really so fun. good. So good. So, all right. So tell us where, where people can find the app, what it's called. I don't even think we, well, in the introduction, <laughs> But it's peaceful, peaceful co-parenting, yeah. right? Yeah. Tell us where people can find it. Yeah, peaceful co-parenting. Yeah, peaceful. <laughs> yeah, you can just search peaceful co-parenting on the Apple App Store. And then, like I said, in a couple of months, you can search for it on the Google Play Store. You can go to www.peacefulparentapp.com and you could learn more about it. Sign up for the newsletter. You could links right to the App Store so you could mm -hmm. download it right from there. And everything, again, always, as always, will be in the show notes. Any last words of wisdom that you want to leave people with? So I would say that setting boundaries is self-care. And so I think don't be afraid to set boundaries. You know, utilizing the app can help you with that in your co-parenting communication. But even outside that, setting boundaries is just good, good practice uh, for self-care and for greater happiness. So... Yeah, wishing everybody lots of peace. Amen to that. Thank you so much. I am so excited that you were able to come on and talk to us about this because I, I this has the the divorce survival guide seal of approval. <laughs> awesome. If that was a thing. <laughs> Thanks, Kate. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Divorce Survival Guide podcast. If you like what you hear, head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in and leave me a review. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at The Divorce Survival Guide. I'll see you next time. And until then, remember, you, my love, deserve to be happy.